What's up, guys? Can I get a hoya? Hoya! <laughs> Welcome to our first Coaster Chasers podcast in our new series, our Colorado Coasters. We're going to be talking about Elitch Gardens on this specific one, but in this series, we're going to be talking about Elitch Gardens, Lakeside, what they're doing with Heritage Square, you know, Glenwood Caverns Amusement Park. Um, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that's been going on and um, has been spread in the news and on social media about Elitches alone. But let's let's talk about that. Let's start um, get the get the things going. We've all we got a uh, actually let's start with introducing who we got here. So we got Anthony, Ben, um, Brett, and Deja hanging out here. Um, all of us have actually worked at Elitches, and I guess a couple of them still actively work at Elitches. So there's a lot of cool things coming this season. We got the new Meow Wolf ride that's uh, stabbing ghost blasters in the heart. <laughs> we got. Yeah, definitely. I'm, <laughs> but um, let's do like a little icebreaker stuff. Let's talk about you know our favorite coaster, or our favorite ride at Elitch's. So start with Anthony. What's your favorite ride at Elitch Gardens currently? Currently. Currently at Elitch Gardens. Well, I always love the Sidewinder. That's you know it's a unique girl, um shuttle loop coaster. So hate the stairs, but love the coaster. <laughs> <laughs> what about the old park? At the old park, I've been the Wildcat. Gotta love the old Wildcat roller coaster, classic in, out in out and back coaster style. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, that's the one roller coaster I definitely wish I would have ridden. Um, what about you, Ben? What's your favorite ride at Illich's? Uh, my favorite ride is the half pipe. The crack pipe. The half pipe. <laughs> Red. What's, Even though what? it shakes you all up and down, gives you a headache every time. Yeah. That spinning motion while they're going up in a horseshoe fashion. Oh my god. I once rode awesome. that ride nine times in a row and I got a chafe across my nipples. <laughs> it fucking sucked. <laughs> that was awesome though. Um, what about you, Bredith? What's your favorite ride at Illich's? Welcome to the boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> the boomerang? You love the boomerang? I do love the boomerang. What's your favorite feature about the boomerang? I think that its curves are... They exert a lot of G's, but they don't leave you feeling out of control, and it goes forward and backwards. Yeah. Have you ever put your head up and screamed as loud as you can on the loop? I Yeah, I have. Actually, when I look straight up, it makes me, I almost passed out. It is the best feeling in the world. <laughs> I don't do drugs, guys. I do roller coasters. <laughs> what about you, Deja? What's your favorite ride at Illich's? It's got to be the classic Sidewinder. Yeah, what's your favorite? Why do you like the Sidewinder so much? Well, you know, the anticipation going up the stairs is pretty great. I feel like it's probably the smoothest coaster there right now. And, you know, I just enjoy it more than more than any of the others. Yeah, I definitely, a lot of uh, those bigger enthusiasts call Sidewinder a rare credit. I definitely think it is. You only got actually Sidewinder is the only one in North America of that scale. I mean, they have one in Oklahoma, which is a little bit shorter, and I've been on that one, and it's it's still fun, but it's not as as exhilarating as fast as our Sidewinder. But mine actually changed. It used to be half pipe, but I, I oddly enough really enjoy Starflyer. I love Starflyer for the just for the look of it, how it adds to the skyline of Elitches and all that, and it's like it's a pretty fun ride. Like the other Starflyer rides that I've been on, they're not as fast. Like the the one the four hundred foot one in Six Flags Over Texas, like that is scary as hell. But like it doesn't go as fast. 
Like, you definitely get whipped around, and you have a nice view of all Denver and the mountains and the whole park, pretty much. But I don't think most people realize how fast our Star Flyer is. It goes at speeds up to 45 miles an hour, which is much faster. Oh, it's 50. Oh. Yeah, it's 50, 50, 50 55. Yeah. yeah. 50 miles an hour. But that's much faster than most of the others. Yeah, most of them, like, the Six Flags Fiesta Texas one went, like, 40 miles an hour. That wasn't that fast. Yeah. Well, but, it also depends on heights and stuff, because if you go higher, you go faster, you go, you're going to have more wind. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, let's start talking about, you know, Elitches. You know, <clears throat> Elitches has been around since, like, 19, 1980. They're coming on their, fir- their uh, 1980. 1890, wow. Yeah. I have dyslexia. <laughs> yeah. Tyler that- from Coast Studio. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> hey, be nice. We want him on our podcast. No, <laughs> but no, we're coming up on uh, their 129th season of Elitches and their 24th season at its current lot, which is pretty crazy. All the coasters are getting old now. Um, definitely seen some things going going on in the park and a lot of rumors going on. You know, um, Denver recently approved a fatal plan of the park of redevelopment in the next i think 25 years or so of these giant skyscrapers of i think they're gonna house nine thousand people think i guess they're thinking that's a better use of that land um what's your guys opinion on that you know that's kind of sad you know elich's days are actually numbered but we don't really know much other than that what's your thought let's go around the table what about you anthony well one thing I gotta correct everybody on is the, the whole thing about what I heard a lot of people saying about Stan Kroenke or the the owner of Stan Kroenke and stuff. He's part of the deal too. Um, he's the one that will with the city counseling all that stuff. You know, so it's not you know, it just does, knows what's going on. I feel it's it, it's the best thing to do is move the park. It's we because we are landlocked ourselves. Um, we got bad insulations. I may talk about it a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely talk about that a little bit. What, you, what about you, Ben? What's your What's your opinion about this, you know? Uh, I'm happy and I'm sad about it. I'm happy mm-hmm. because if it moves, then we can get more rides and uh, have better things there. And I'm sad because not to see Elitches is not to see Denver. Yeah, if they move it, it's out of Denver. That's definitely going to be... That's the best part. Yeah. What about you, Bretith? What are what do you think about this move if they move if they move out of this lot or this redevelopment, I guess I would say. I guess I think that they could definitely be attached to a better traffic structure and they could be easily accessible to the same population and it might be good for them. At the same time I think it's wrong for the government to move people like that. Yeah, <laughs> the government. <laughs> okay, what about you? <laughs> what about you, Deja? What about you? What's your opinion? No, you said that they re- approved rezoning, and that's why they were being forced to move. Yes, yes, yeah. In the next twenty-five years, right? Anyways, <laughs> it's okay. We can we can talk about that more. Um, <laughs> I think it's kind of sad. Um, you know. I'm actually a little concerned that the park won't move, that it will just dissolve, and, you know, it's been there my whole life. Be a little bit different if it was gone. 
Yeah, no, I definitely, when I saw that, I got, I was a little sad inside. Like, I was like, oh, man, you know, everybody, like, I've had friends, you know, a lot of people, like, older people, you know, they told me stories about old eliches and how um, it's been, like, with them, like, my parents, they, they've told me how much they enjoyed that one better because they had more trees and all this stuff, well, but. Well, yeah, you know, it's like, um, I'm I'm old school village guy, okay. I'm in there and stuff. And one thing I liked about the old park, the the, the park we location, was the atmosphere. When you walk into the old villages, you you get transformed into the park itself. It felt a lot bigger than it, it felt a lot bigger than the size, okay. Yeah. This new park is you, you have it doesn't feel like very much to do. It's it's too big, too little. Too big, too little. <clears throat> I definitely agree with that. You know, the old Eliches definitely. You know, it was landlocked. It was definitely a little, a little, a little lot of land, but definitely you can get around easily. Like, uh, like this Eliches, you go, you you're one way basically. Yeah. You go toward, you go into South Park, and for everybody who doesn't know what South Park is, that's everything from the bridge and beyond. North Park is everything from the bridge to Observation Tower, and then you have Kitty Land. So, there are two different zones, and then you have. And that's too, another problem, like the, the the where it is, it's not very very ride progression. What I mean, ride progression is from Kingland to the big rides. Okay, so like um, we'll go to like, like basically Lakeside. I know Lakeside is a little small park, but they have ride progression on the roller coaster. You got your little kitty coaster, then you have your dragon up to your uh, cyclone to your wild mouth. Illiches, you have you know your blazing buckaroo. Then 48 inches, you can either ride a boomerang, sidewinder, twister, and then 52, you know, half pipe and sing. It's not very much right aggression to that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Well, I want to ask you guys, so if, if the park were to move, like what would you do, do differently there? Like what would you do differently? I'll start on De this side and we'll go around. Let's talk to Deja first. What would you do differently? Well, I think that... The park, like Anthony said, is kind of discombobulated right now. There's no real feeling of unity or spaces. So I, I personally, if I was moving the park, would make different zones. Like how different parks have, like, the Midwest or something that's supposed to be more European. Something like that that ties the area that you're in together. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree on that. Um, Brett, what, what would you do differently at this uh, Elitch Gardens number three? Um, I think just about everything. Um, for starters, I would get a very large plot of land beyond what they intended to use, and that would give them area to grow and to plan and to make mistakes. Um, I would get a consistent organizational scheme if possible, either a grid or a circle or or triangles or, or something, some way for people to have a, an intuitive sense of where they were going. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree on that. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, actually. We'll, we'll uh, see what they're, what we think uh, our opinions on um, their move, but what about you, Ben? Ooh, I would do so much differently. Like, uh, <clears throat> Brett and Deja said, I would uh, make it bigger. I get better staff and better uh, management to do it. I would get uh, better rides, like more B&Ms and 
RMC Twister, call it Twister 2.0. 2.0 uh, Twister 3 <laughs> Twisted Twister that'd be awesome that'd be a great one but I would also since we're not usually open year round I would get have like a five star restaurant or something a nice restaurant that people would go to during the off season or during the season and then go into the park and have fun over in the park yeah I think that'd be cool yeah what was you, Anthony? Well, like I said, everybody say like you know, like layouts and stuff is a good thing. Um, I would concentrate, you know, like I said, layout and stuff, and also with other kind of rides, like Ben was talking about, you know, having it well, if almost year round. I know Colorado can't have a year round, but we can get things very close to year round, like maybe at Christmas time, you can we can have like some indoor sections, some in, indoor rides and stuff like that. You know, it can be done. It's been proven by Cedar Point, Cedar Fair and stuff, like with King Island, Winterfest, Dolly uh, Christmas and stuff. They prove they can do it up to December. Yeah, you know, our winters are harsh, but come on, it's Colorado. Yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've driven by Elitch's in 36-degree weather, and I've seen all the rides still going. I feel bad for all of you guys still working out there. <laughs> that must have sucked. But no, yeah, I definitely would... The, the plot of land is where I would I would actually more or less be worried about because if they were to buy a locked piece of land by roads or something else like that they would in or they would definitely shoot themselves in the foot like they did with the original or with this park because well. what the original plans were and a lot of people doesn't know is the original plans included the Pepsi Center grounds. And the train yard that went through that, they were either going to build a bridge or just completely tear that train line out, but they put the RTD light rail in. But um, then they completely, they, they basically screwed the park over and since they cut the land, they're like, no, we're going to actually sell this off. You build it to build the Pepsi Center. And so, therefore, our Elitches was locked, landlocked, where it was at. And, like, when I what I guess I heard is, like, the park wasn't even supposed to open in 1995. It was supposed to open, like, 2000, right? Well, yeah, it was, well, everything was supposed to be moved, you know, gradually and supposed to build up, you know. And I guess, I don't know what happened, but I guess um, investor bought the old park and pretty much said, now this is what I was, I heard rumors and stuff. Investor said, well, we bought the old land, you have this amount of time to get out or we're just going to shut you guys down. So the park pretty much moved. Um, if you guys, anybody been uh, 1995 when the park first opened up, opened up at the, new, uh, at the downtown location? Remember how concrete, we called it a concrete park because there was nothing there. No trees, nothing. Everything was just thrown pretty much together. Yeah, that was that's that's what a lot of people were upset about is the fact that it was Elitch Gardens when it was opened. It was opened as a zoo garden, you know, one of the you know the one of the best attractions on this side of the Mississippi. And when they when they opened the theme park and they opened the coasters, Mr. Twister was actually in the top 10 best coasters in the whole world, yeah, which is pretty two. awesome. Tom. Number two. Number two at one point, yeah. yeah. Like, we had, like, we were up there. We were up on the ranks, but what I would want to see is Elitch Gardens to come back, you know, come back with something awesome that they could say, oh, hey, we're back up top again, you know. They could be, you know, their name was so big back then. If you were heading the west, you're heading through Denver, you had to stop at Elitch's. You had to... You had to see the you had to see the animals and ride the twister and check out see, the garden. Not see Denver is not to see Elijah. Not see Elijah. Not see Denver. Yeah, exactly. And they they have that name till this day. But you know it's true. If they do move it out of Denver, it's it's no longer that that sane. But 
Um, if they move it, you know, there's a couple places that I've heard of, you know, one out by the airport and one up maybe near like New Thornton where they're building up really heavily. But I, I think of a lot of us would pre more prefer um, out by the airport because of a lot of space. But um, I'll leave this open discussion. What do you guys think about that? Where do you prefer it coming out? Well, I well my, myself, I think about the airport is better because of amenities. You got hotels and the restaurants are there, so everything is all ready to go. Any big men's park, like we go to King Island, Cedar Point, Disneyland, okay. Even outside Disneyland, there's hotels and restaurants, amenities. That's what helps the the, the economy, you know, the business over that those areas. It will help, especially with that new Gaylord Resort. That is going to be an anchor for the park. Yeah, I definitely. They're building up that area by Tower Road and Pena Boulevard right out by the airport. That, that's that's where I would prefer to see it move actually. But I would be concerned, like you know, height limit because they have the airport there, but. Doesn't you know? It doesn't seem like they're too concerned about that, at least in that direction. But I would love to see something like a two hundred plus foot coaster well, come in. Well, the height, well, remember too with height limits, you don't always have to go up. You can always dig down, like uh, like I said before with Alton Tower and stuff. Alton Tower is in the park in England, where the law the rule was in no roller coaster <coughs> rides can go higher than the tree limit. Well, they built a ride called the Nemesis. Okay. What they did, they built a valley, a canyon and stuff in the park. So that thing goes in, like, below ground. Yeah, okay. that nemesis looks awesome. I think the problem with that out there, though, could definitely be that that's right on the edge of Tornado Alley. Oh, and yeah. That, you know, digging trenches and having um, more temporary structures could potentially be a hazard. So, though I think that out by the airport probably would be the best place to move it, I think that there's definitely reason to look closer to the mountains as well. Yeah, I agree. And in Colorado and Elitch Gardens have actually suffered severely from this. Um, the hail storms that we get, and it's and it's and it honestly doesn't even seem like anywhere in Colorado is safe. Even the mountains get crazy hail storms, but and tornadoes, but like, um, like. The, the year they bought the Starflyer, I felt so bad. That's the year, uh, 2017, that's the year I think the big hail, yeah, the big hail storm that hit Colorado Mills Mall came through. And it luckily, Elitches did not get hit with the golf ball size hail, or no, the tennis ball size hail. But they they, they definitely spared, but I um, it destroyed the big wheel, destroyed the Starflyer's top, like that was well, uh, don't forget about Lakeside. The poor park at Lakeside, they got the worst hail. <laughs> yeah, they got really bad hail. I'm actually concerned of uh, this season. Meteor, me being uh, all up in meteorology, you know, the return of Tornado Alley definitely means the return of like more severe weather here in Denver, and we haven't seen it in a while. But I, if we, you know, if Denver were to get hit with a huge hailstorm with tennis ball, tennis ball, baseball size hail, I don't think some of those rides are gonna survive. Especially the Twister, because the Twister doesn't definitely doesn't seem like it's in very much good shape. And uh, I, I kind of want to talk about that, you know. The Twister, you know, closed all of a sudden in the middle of last season. And it's opening this season, I hear. You know, they're definitely doing some improvements to do it. You know, a lot of people are questioning. You know, there's a picture that ended up on Screamscape, and they were like, oh, they're missing a, missing a section. 
and uh, definitely could see it from the highway. I definitely investigated it myself. Me and Deja did, actually. And it was pretty bizarre to see that, but, um, you know, the Twister, we, you know, I think all four of us, uh, besides Brett, have actually operated it, and um, it's definitely an old coaster. It's, you know, pushing on its uh, 24th birthday. I think, I think the Twister, the Mr. Twister was only, what, 31 years old or something? It was like, I don't remember when that one originally opened, but... Um, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, the the Twister was built in 1965. Oh, yeah. Let me see. So, so yeah. So, yeah. So Twister wasn't that old. It wasn't that old. Mr. Twister wasn't that old. But they did a refurbishment, or they actually did an improvement when they first built it. But towards the end, it definitely looked kind of bad. But when they opened the new Twister, it was definitely this fresh, sleek-looking coaster. But over the years, it definitely looks like it has seen its um, seen its deterioration. And, um, you know, I definitely personally don't think I would ride it. Just because, you know, they've taken a car off. There's a reason why they've taken a car off. You know, I've, I've you know, everybody who's ridden it, knows that it screeches horribly and you know i've never been on a roller coaster that has ever howled just the moment it runs out of the station you know but you know it's it's definitely a fun coaster i i i wish it wasn't in the state it was but i um uh, i definitely hate to see it you know completely die but what's your guys' opinions, um, Anthony? What's your opinion on the, on the Twister refurbishment? Um, the Twister refurbishment, my opinion is it was unexpected. Okay, um, it just I, I it's kind of hard for me to explain because there's a lot of things. Um, it, it it was unexpected, you know. I just it could have been better maintained, better. I think a little bit, yeah, a little bit better. I definitely wish, you know, they're definitely supposed to, um, I think it was rebuild the track, piece of the track, you know, a third or something every three or every four or five years it was. Yeah, but that's the thing that would have everybody knows about wooden roller coasters, you know, every roller coaster, they always get retrack uh, every few, a certain amount of years and stuff, you know. So people are like, oh no, a whole new thing. So, so this is one of the biggest, um, Retrack or want to say re uh, update for the coaster and stuff because it's you know because what happened what's going on with it and stuff and I can't say for sure because I still work for the park okay but it's not dangerous it just it just needs to be attended to yeah at the update I I wish you know at the current park I wish they would RMC it I wish they would put an RMC top either just the top or track or you know put the whole the whole refurbishment on. With the steel and the wood, but you know, I definitely could see you know they them holding off a little bit, trying to make it last as long as they can, because you know it's not going to be there. You know the park's not going to be there very long, and if they close Twister, they're closing a huge ride, and therefore they're not going to have a big piece of their their park to run for the last years, and it's definitely going to scare people away and keep people away if they know the Twisters, because that uh, when I work there. I, I mean, it's still a pretty popular ride, you know. Well, yeah. It's 
That's one of the first cue lines people run to is the mind eraser or the twister. It's like, you know, it, <laughs> but you know, it has its, it has its, you know, mechanical problems. It has mechanical downsides, like every wooden coaster. But you know, like Knott's Berry Farm, they, their uh, Ghost Rider coaster suffering the same thing. They they needed like a retract. Well, they had GCI come in and completely retract it. And it, oh my god, it is so amazing. Like, I think, yeah, Deja's been on it. one of the best coasters I've ever ridden. Yeah, it's one of my top favorite, my, like, top tens. Like, I love um, the Ghost Rider. Um, All right, Worlds of Fun, the Timberwolf, when they got retracked, you know, you felt the difference and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't didn't ride either before, but it was definitely a smooth ride. I, I didn't like Timberwolf a little bit because it was a little bit jerky, but definitely a definitely fun coaster. But, you know, what? one thing I think happened to Twister 2 is the trains. And I, right now, I don't... And it's not even anybody's fault. It was only Six Flags, I think, that did it. Because when, when Twister 2 opened, originally, it had the two-seater cars. And it was, like, how many? Like, four or five two-seater cars? Yeah. Yeah. And when Six Flags had it, they, <coughs> when they were like, oh, we're going to get new trains, you know? We're going to get new trains. So they bought... Uh, four three-seater cars and they're big big boxy and what i've seen is those kind of cars are more on the wooden coasters that are more like long they have the hills like el toro el toro has those trains there's not you know twister 2 is a twist twisting coaster definitely think those cars is what mostly contributed to the wear and tear which which is more excessive now but um, if they were to redo it, how would you prefer it? Would you prefer, like, GCI to come in? You know, would you prefer RMC to come in? Wh- which do you think would be better? Like, it w- what would be more cost-effective in the future? Um, whoever would want it. Whoever would want the floor. I would say RMC, man. Because they could do a lot in that tiny area that uh, Twister has. Or we can get rid of, move some of the rides or something to make it so much better and get uh lighter cars yeah i yeah and you know they could move like tilt a whirl and thunderbolt that's back there they definitely can move those really easily because they're just little carnival rides or move yeah they can although they employ a lot now but they also have the freaking boardwalk cafe that has been abandoned for more than 10 freaking years but they can definitely put something there. They can definitely even build a new roller coaster, like a a a forty SNS forty flipping crazy coaster. Or the skyrockets. Yeah, skyrocket too. That could probably fit. It would probably fit with um boom, right, uh, boom or where or even where mine race will be. Get rid of mine racer. Sorry. I prefer mine racer to go to. I think that ride's a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, that ride has definitely seen better days. Yeah, I think every season it gets rougher, and and everybody in Denver could probably agree. If like I remember Tell going at. <laughs> Like I remember going on going on it as a kid. I mean, even not even being tall enough to ride it the first time I rode it. Um, they it was rough, and it's definitely gotten rougher and rougher and rougher. And the last time I rode it, I got I like walked off, and I had such a sore neck for the next few days. Like I never get that on anything but the Mindy Race. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I definitely think they could have. You know, they could replace that. They should put a Raptor there. A Raptor. Ooh. That would be a or single. A, a Gerstle Infinity Coaster. 
Yeah, that would be, <laughs> yeah, be really cool. Because, I mean, they could even, I mean, if they're going to be, if they plan on being there for five, six, seven more years, they could put a coaster in that would draw people in because... Hell, even a little spinny coaster would be better than a couple of the coasters we have. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely agree. Anything would be better than what we have right now. <laughs> what would you take out right now? Mind Racer. Mind Racer? Mm. One of the four swinging rides that we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got Turn of the Century, and then the Dragon Wing, and then the Dragon Star Wing. Flyer, and the then... The Condor. The Kitty Swing. The Kitty Swing. The Sunflower the, Swing. Isaac Rodriguez's you know favorite rides. ride. Put a Condor there. I think that if you can do... The Condor ride where um, Dragon Wing is, that would be a perfect kind of ride. That'd it goes cool. up high, and it's, but it's not a swingy ride. It's more like a, a spinny ride of high. I wish, I really wish they would have put Star Flyer where TOC is, because or Turn of the Century. I wish they would have just thrown yeah. that right away. It's done and old with. Yeah, everybody loves the swings, but you know what? Let's upgrade it. Let's let's make it big, big and bad. But I don't know. It would probably look cool with like photogenic with the the, the Ferris wheel all lit up with the new light package they got this year, but. I don't know. I feel like Starflyer, either that or they could have replaced Dragonwing, because Dragonwing is just an old ride that that doesn't even really work that well. <laughs> it doesn't even, the wings don't even do the aerodynamic <coughs> thing. Like, I don't well, know. I would play Dragonwing with one of those things, you know, like those uh, uh, scooter uh, runs with the, like the fans, like at Lakeside. Do that over there by Dragonwing. <laughs> those are so fun. Oh my gosh. Um, let me see. I have some questions some people wanted to ask. Um, we definitely talked about, you know, them moving it, but, like... I was going to say, in regard to that, actually, um, that putting the roller coasters in the ground would open up a lot of territory as far as wind and height requirements are concerned. And additionally, um, the reduced wind stress would... May probably make the coasters last a lot longer. Yeah. And they definitely would reduce downtime because Tower Doom goes down way too much. Yeah. Way too much. <laughs> and, you know, Magic Mountains, they have a Intamin drop tower. Even though it's a lot different, it uses the same dynamics. But it only uses two cables, and they even operate that when the wind is, like, crazy. <laughs> like... It's pretty crazy. It's it's only you know. They're cables more in like in like more inside the structure instead of being on the outside the structure. Yeah. Yeah, I I think if Elage Gardens does move, I don't think that Tower of Doom would be going with them. Not just not because it's not a fun ride, but it's kind of outdated. Um, and I feel like probably harder to maintain than some of the newer. Fresher drop towers like the Superman drop tower. Yeah. Falcon Fury, like I was wanting to do like a Falcon Fury style ride, it'd be perfect for that. Part. Oh, I would love to see a, a and that ride. People don't know is it, I think it's like three hundred feet and then it faces you face forward and then drops you like ninety degrees and then you you hit the brakes you fly out. Oh, it's so cool. But no, I definitely wouldn't see Tower of Doom. And they don't even have the third section. And they've been talking about, oh yeah, we're going to get it back next season. We're going to get it back next season. We're going to get it back next season. No, never happens. You know, and that's... Yeah, something screws up the budget so they can't put it back in. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Every season it always happens. Like, I don't know. But that's one ride that suffers severely from capacity. Like, 
I when I when I operated it on a Saturday and Sunday like and it was one section that line was two hours, and I as I guess would never wait for that that freaking line. Oh, any drop tower will always have one line, but when you have only like two sections or one section because one section down because when, that is a pain. Yeah, I think Intamin tried. <laughs> you know, they were be like, oh yeah, you know, we'll take. The wind in consideration, so they can close each side as the wind go, wind comes or whatever. But they didn't realize that when that happens, the whole tower is always gonna be down, and all the you have too many cables flapping around up there, and therefore it creates more of like a hazard, kind of like what happened at uh, Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom or Kentucky Kingdom. Now was those freaking cables snapped, and the stupid operators weren't watching the ride, and some girl lost her feet, and you know I. That'd be something terrible to happen at Elitch's, but you know what? It's an old ride, you know. Things get old. They, you know, definitely gonna have to replace them. I but, mean, they definitely do the maintenance on the cables. I've seen the new cables there at least well, a couple of my seasons. So I don't think that what happened at the D- Discovery Kingdom is at all likely. Yeah, to definitely happen. don't think. At Elitch Gardens. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. Last year they replaced the cables. They're probably gonna replace the cables this year as well. Yeah. They're probably. I know they haven't even moved it yet, but they definitely. I remember. So what they do is they take like the covers off and then they leave them up there, the, like the naked cover up there for a while. Then they do the refurbishment, but they haven't started it. They. I've only seen them put some things together. Well, they said the tower's the first one. Uh, tower's the, probably the first ride that we're, we're gonna be able to be trained on. Tower's always the, the first, first one because it's the easiest one to maintain. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to put back together because half of it's on top and half it's on the bottom. You know, True. You have to take the bottom half off. Yeah, yeah, and they replace the cables pretty fast and easy. I mean, <laughs> I've seen them replace it in a so, night. So, folks, don't worry about tower. Tower is not dangerous. Tower gets a lot of work on, a lot of love. Okay. None of our rides are bad at all. Yeah, but tower gets a lot of love <laughs> and stuff. Closer. Okay, <laughs> we even nickname it Todd. T O D. Tower of Doom. Todd. Todd. <laughs> we call it Todd. <laughs> But then we also call it a girl, so we don't, we don't know. Todd is a trainer. She's, yeah, she's a tomboy. Yeah. <laughs> like <So>. Tori Schisler. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> about uh, Tower, Brain Drain, and Starflyer. Is Tower met uh, Brain Drain, it was kind of small. Then it met Starflyer, and it blew up. Hey, yeah. hey guys. If you know what I mean. You want to something really fun if you look at, if you look at, um, um, like, Starflyer, Brain Drain, Half Pipe, and Boomerang, they spell the word love. <laughs> you said that with Shake, Rattle, and Roll, but now it makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was Twister. No. That people used to say that about. Yeah. For the L. For the L? Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like a, it this. was a really swoopy L though. It was, it was a stretch. Yeah. When I first well. got, when I first worked there, I remember Anthony, that was like the first thing Anthony said to me or said to towards me is like, look at look at this. Shake round roll says L. You got Brainer says O, and then half pipe says V, and then the boomerang cobra roll says E, and so it spells love. <laughs> love. So we love you out here, and you'll just love. We strap you in and we crush your nuts. That's what we do at Elitches. What was I used to say? Uh, was, was, uh, uh, um, uh, shake, roll, roll. If you if everybody goes oof, it's okay because that's why we love you because we like to squeeze you. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody doesn't miss that about the shake, roll, roll. But I definitely miss the shake, I do. roll. I missed out the big oof. 
I mean, this, that was the funnest part of operating that, right? If you you put the button down and you hear the like you know, you know it was locked. That's how you know it was locked and loaded. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was definitely sad. I watched it being crumbled up and put on the trailer and sent off. I got a little, I got a little piece though. You're lucky. I didn't get a piece, and that was one of one of the original ride operators of that ride. Aww. It was kind of screwed up how they did it, though. Like, Pat and Lori, they pulled me into their office like I was in trouble. And they were like, Trey, we need to sit down and talk with you. And I was like, oh, God, did I already screw up? It's only, like, the third week in the season. Like, what did I do? And like, we just want to give you a piece of shake for your birthday. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm almost crying. You guys scared me. I was going to get fired. I mean, you fired me later, but. brings <laughs> <laughs> up a good question. What is everybody's favorite memory for the first year working at Elitch Gardens? Mm. First year? First, first year was the first ride? My first... Mm. Well, it kind of, for me, it was kind of weird because I, well, I started, went quit, started, quit, started, quit. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, hold on. <laughs> I think he was riding the bus home with Deja. Oh, how oh, cute. Yeah, that was nice. No. <laughs> no. My... <laughs> we met way before Elish's. But, um... My favorite memory of my first season? I had a really good crew in my zone. Zone 11. Shout out to Ashley and Victor and all of them. Um... <laughs> Oh, and Anthony. Anthony came, oh gosh, it was like September when when I first met Anthony. I don't know if that's when he, like, joined Zone 11. July. Or if it's just because I was shipwrecked, literally, that entire season. Ew. <laughs> I mean, I learned to love it, and... You know, by the end we were all doing pirate voices and singing the Spongebob theme. Good times. I, jo- I joined. Well, I rejoined back in July of thirteen. So, like, like right around fourth of July, I think I started working on the fourth to help him out because when they were hiring, it was helping out during the fourth, and then I started working after that. Yeah, I think I met Luis before I met you, and he didn't start until August. Yeah, you were you were over at well shipwreck, and you can't do shipwreck. I, I remember, yeah, shipwreck. I know you you were you were my breaker for shake while roll. Oh, not 2013. Yep. I, I didn't... Oh, I did learn it in 2013. It was yep. still towards the end of the year, yeah. though. Uh, my favorite... I think my favorite was the Twister crew that I originally had. I think it was, like, Kendra and Donovan and... What's his name? I called him Jesus. <laughs> I don't remember... No, not no. not Jesus. He came later. But no, that was pretty... I had a really cool, like, first season because I met, like... I met all you guys, and I met, like, Cody and Kyle and Sierra and all of them. Actually, I actually knew Cody My before, but... My sister was in your zone that year. Oh, yeah, Coriander. Was it 14? 14. Yeah, that was my best year, too. My, my first full season back. Yeah. I love... Yeah, I think... I don't know. A lot of people really enjoyed that season. Like, a lot of us became really good friends, even though it ended on a crazy note. <laughs> but... Woo, was, we're family. Yeah, we're family, and I'm... Nice. How many years later, I'm still friends and close with everybody, which is really cool. I really like that. 
I started in 2014, so a year later than everybody else at this table. Uh, but Other than me, I started your year, just before. Whatever. <laughs> Most of the people here. But uh, my favorite was uh, the employee party where I didn't know anybody. I was just hanging out by myself, and Trey came up and was like, Hey, we're going on Half-Life, let's go. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember I rode with you on Brain Jane and your phone yeah, fell and out. <laughs> same day. And that same day, my uh, we were riding Brain Drain, and this is the first year it was there, and nobody really knew about this cell phone thing. I went upside down, and I came down, and my phone threw, flew out, and I thought it was going to land. I thought it landed in the infield, and I was like, hey, Chris, uh, can you go get my phone? He's like, no. And somebody found it outside the uh, exit. I was like, "Ah, oh, sweet!" Didn't even crack, did it? No, it had Lucky. a it had an otter box on it, so I don't know why it would. <laughs> I watched so many phones on that ride just smash into pieces. Yeah, but nothing beats the cell phone and shake. When the guy lost his phone and shake, and he flew off, and the shake was doing the flip and just hit it just right, tink goes flying towards shipwreck. Oh. Didn't go in. But what thing I do? I do the fill goal sign. <laughs> it was I mean, good. That was one of those rides that you actually asked people to empty their pockets on. Like, I don't feel like I've ever worked on a ride except, well, Accelerator you did. But the, the ride that I felt like it was the most important to mention to empty your pockets was definitely Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Because that thing... It, it would empty them for you. Yeah. Well, if you're old, if you're old school, remember, the chaos was the same thing with chaos when I used to work that back in Six Flags era. Or actually, the first, when the park first opened up, too, that's when they got chaos, so. We strap you in and we crush your nuts. That's what we do at Eliches. Well, what they used to say was, was uh, 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 shake, roll, roll. If you if everybody goes oof, it's okay because that's where we love you because we like to squeeze you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think everybody... Doesn't miss that about the shake crowd on all, but I definitely miss the shake crowd on I miss all the big oof. I miss <laughs> that was the funnest part of operating that right. If you you put the button down, you hear the <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you know you know it was locked. That's how you know it was locked and loaded. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean that was definitely sad. I watched it being crumbled up and put on the trailer and sent off. I got a little I got a little piece though. You're lucky. I didn't get a piece, and that was one of the, one of the original ride operators of that ride. Aw. It was kind of screwed up how they did it, though. Like, Pat and Lori, they pulled me into their office like I was in trouble, and they were like, Trey, we need to sit down and talk with you. And I was like, oh, God, did I really screw up? It's only, like, the third week in the season. Like, what did I do? And like, we just want to give you a piece of shake for your birthday. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm almost crying. You guys scared me. I was going to get fired. I mean, you fired me later, but... <laughs> That brings up a good question. What is everybody's favorite memory for the first year working at Elitch Gardens? Mm. First year? First year was first ride? My first. Well, for me, I'm kind of weird because I. We met way before Elitch's. But, um. My favorite memory of my first season? I had a really good crew in my zone, Zone 11. Shout out to Ashley and Victor and all of them. Um, 
Right oh, Anthony and Anthony. Anthony came, oh gosh, it was like September when when I first met Anthony. I don't know if that's when he like joined Zone 11 July. or if it's just because I was shipwrecked literally that entire season. Ew. <laughs> I mean, I learned to love it and you know, by the end we were all doing pirate voices and singing the SpongeBob theme. Good times. I, jo- I joined. Well, I rejoined back in July of thirteen. So, like, like right around fourth of July, I think I started working on the fourth to help him out because when they were hiring, it was helping out during the fourth, and then I started working after that. Yeah, I think I met Luis before I met you, and he didn't start until August. Yeah, you were you were over at well shipwreck, and you can't do shipwreck. I, I remember, yeah, shipwreck. I know you you were you were my breaker for shake rattle roll. Oh, not 2013. Yep. I, I didn't... Oh, I did learn it in 2013. It was yep. still towards the end of the year, yeah. though. Uh, my favorite... I think my favorite was the Twister crew that I originally had. I think it was, like, Kendra and Donovan and... What's his name? I called him Jesus. <laughs> I don't remember... No, not no, not Jesus. He came later. But no, that was pretty... I had a really cool, like, first season because I met, like, I met all you guys, and I met, like, Cody and Kyle and Sierra and all of them. Actually, I knew Cody My before, but... was in your zone that year. Oh, yeah, yeah Coriander. Was it 14? 14. Yeah, that was my best year, too. My, my first full season back. Yeah. I love... Yeah, I think... I don't know. A lot of people really enjoyed that season. Like, a lot of us became really good friends, even though it ended on a crazy note. <laughs> but... Woo-zoos. We're family. Yeah, we're family, and I'm... How many years later I'm still friends and close with everybody, which is really cool. I really like that. I started in 2014, so a year later than everybody else at this table. Uh, but Other than me, I started here a year, just before. Whatever. <laughs> Most of the people here. But uh, my favorite was uh, the employee party where I didn't know anybody. I was just hanging out by myself, and Trey came up and was like, Hey, we're going on half pipe. Let's go. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember I rode with you on Brain Jane and your phone yeah, fell out. <laughs> same day. And that same day, my uh, we were riding Brain Drain, and this is the first year it was there, and nobody really knew about this cell phone thing. I went upside down, and I came down, and my phone threw, flew out, and I thought it was going to land. I thought it landed in the infield, and I was like, hey, Chris, uh, can you go get my phone? He's like, no. And somebody found it outside the uh, exit. I was like, "Ah, oh, sweet!" Didn't even crack, did it? No, it had Lucky. a it had an otter box on it, so I don't know why it would. <laughs> I watched so many phones on that ride just smash into pieces. Yeah, but nothing beats the cell phone and shake. When the guy lost his phone and shake, and he flew off, and the shake was doing the flip and just hit it just right, tink goes flying towards shipwreck. Oh. Did he go in? But what thing I do? I do the fill goal sign. <laughs> it was I mean, good. That was one of those rides that you actually asked people to empty their pockets on. Like, I don't feel like I've ever worked on a ride except, well, Accelerator you did. But the, the ride that I felt like it was the most important to mention to empty your pockets was definitely Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Because that thing, 
it, it would empty them for you. Yeah. Well, if you're old, if you're old school member, is the chaos. Well, same thing with chaos. Well, I used to work that back in Six Flags era. Well, actually, the first when the park first opened up too. That's when they got chaos. So, shows parking better than the Six Flags parking. You know, so what, it just became a disaster. And you know, Elitch's does have that kind of you know that butting heads with Pepsi Center because there are times where I remember coming to the park with my mom as a kid and there would be an event at the Pepsi Center and then Elitch's parking lot would be overflow so you'd have to go to the Pepsi Center and park but then there'd be no parking at the Pepsi Center because there's an event there and so it's just like a, a crazy hell mess. Or a rare campus. If there's an event going on a rare campus, Mile High Stadium, Pepsi Center, and uh, Coors Field, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, Especially and, now with the light rail. Yeah, definitely. And you know, that's probably one of the factors that have gone into Elitch in the past that has hurt, hurt you know, the ex- accessibility. Because there's only two access points. You know, you have the one off of, the one access point off of Spear and then the little access point off of Little, little Raven. Raven. And it, it's it's always a nightmare getting out of there because there's all there, you know, you're going through one lane and all that stuff. But they're yeah. they're planning on building a parking garage somewhere out there, and I fear that if they're doing if they're gonna start that construction during the season, it's gonna it's gonna scare a lot of people <laughs> they away. They should have started the parking garage way before that. They should have started the parking garage when they built the park, yeah. honestly, because. Yeah. If like yeah, if they would have known, because I don't, because obviously they didn't know that they were going to build the Pepsi Center when they built the park originally. They, so they built that parking lot. And they're like, okay, this is good for this park for right now. But then when they did that, they didn't think about the future and how well, the development happened. Mile High Stadium when it wanted after we got the Super Bowl in and we wanted to move Mile High Stadium over inch over from their old location. And then he had to move McNichol Arena, McNichol. So everything just got jungled up, you know. It doesn't, you know, <laughs> everything in Denver doesn't seem like it's planned out very well. Because there, I don't think there's any park that has been moved three times, let alone twice. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see if it does move. I, I really would, would want it to move, because that'd be cool to keep that legacy, that Elitch Gardens legacy going. And you know, the po- you know, with Denver's population getting so big, it definitely can handle uh, a larger theme park and. A lot of times, you know, the, where the park gets the numbers is the water park. And they get a lot of people going into the water park during the summers. And they could definitely keep that and make it a huge deal. And, you know, big park, make it, you know, compete against well, Waterworld. Well, it was a bigger park, too. Like, if you look at the area, if you take a map of the Muth Park, the major Muth Park area, it's a big drought area, okay? Between, from, I say, Kansas City, Worlds of Fun in Kansas City, down south to like the Six Flags in Texas, and then out west to California, there is no other big major mini park. Now, there's a couple of smaller um, mini parks, like Lagoon's a good sized mini park, and Cliff's another small one, but they're nothing major. So if you push a, a, like a major mini park, and I'm like talking about a theme park like Disneyland, okay, Disneyland is its own thing. But like um, like a Cedar Fair Park, or a Six Flags Park, or something in that area, it will bridge that gap. Yeah. Well, let's we'll see. You know, and what would you think about you know the possibility of Elitch Gardens going back to Six Flags, or possibly going to Cedar Fair or another company? Because you know it's it's at this fragile point where anything can happen, and it's currently locally owned by Cronky, but it's operated by Premier. But what's going on in the theme park business right now 
is Six Flags is currently buying and taking over management for a lot of premier parks. And they just recently acquired Darien Lake and Frontier City, which were both sister parks to Elitch's. And they're definitely, you know, rebranding both of them. And they were former Six Flags Park. And when Six Flags almost bit the dust in 2006 through 8 during the recession, um, they sold off, they, including Elitch's, they sold off a bunch of parks, but now they're acquiring them back. But what I was hoping is, you know, if they move it, Six Flags could take over and put their money in because they definitely have a lot of money. To, to put in. Oh. I think uh, Six, if Six Flags bought the park again and it, the park moved, I see it better as a Six Flags park the name or whatever. Okay, now I would love to see um, one of the companies I would love to see is Bush Gardens because Bush Gardens has nothing really, well, they own like SeaWorld and all this stuff, but no other Bush Mountain Parks out west. Okay, I think a Bush Garden in Colorado, call it, uh, Bush Garden at Illages, you know, Illages Garden, Bush Garden twice. Yeah. But no, I see a big money maker. It's it's going it's it's something going to be big, and I'm telling you, I I wrote a thing on my um, on my Facebook page, Thrills and Coasters, about the whole thing about um, maybe Bush Garden or Six Flags or Cedar Fair by the park, and why would it be the best money maker in the area? Yeah, you know, I and I did read, you know, I think it was Six Flags that was um, talking about buying the SeaWorld company, which owns Bush Gardens and SeaWorld and, you know, all, across the, all yeah. across the map. But if they were to do that, that would be a huge market to get into, but there's a lot monopoly. of problems in that. Monopoly. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a monopoly. And, they're, you know, Six Flags is definitely competing with Disney at this point. They're, they're, they have a park in California that's, physically competing with Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm for the 365-day calendar schedule. Yeah. But, you know, too, but you have to look at the things, too. Like, Disney is a theme park. Okay? You have to do that. It's all theme. Six Flags Cedar Fair is an amusement theme park. Okay? Yeah, you have your more of the bigger rides and stuff. You know, like, Ilges and Lakeside and all that stuff, they're just an amusement park. Well, Ilges is kind of a mixture between amusement park and theme park right now. Honestly, to me, it looks like a confused theme park. Yeah, <laughs> you it, got this. It's it's a, it's a small park trying to be big. Yeah. Okay. You, you know what I love about Elitch's is you have this confused retro like '50s '60s entryway with all the main street going down, and then you have like nothing, nothing really themed, just a little garden, little thing. And then you have some weird western I'll, thing. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you right now. For an, for a park entrance, you know when you walk in the park, when I say not the, the the big building, you walk into that big building. But once you walk outside the entryway in Ilges, that um, walkway with the market with the the shops and stuff, that's beautiful. Okay, I love that. I wish they would have acquired more of that into the park. Yeah, because that's definitely part of Denver's history that they could have yeah. like the old American style. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> the Western themed. I don't know. They have the, just a random Western themed uh, the, the the food court. Like yeah. that's the only thing well, that's. Well, so actually, when the first part opened up, okay, that Western theme was the part where the you know where the Ghost Blaster was before it goes Blaster. They had a little Western theme, and then you walk over, and right where Mind Racer used to be another little old coaster that, I if anybody ever rode that roller coaster, you got a very red credit. It was a power mind train coaster, like the um, it's kind of like the Dragon. Okay, but you got a rare credit. Never worked when I worked there and where I went there to visit. It was always down for some technical issue. But in that park, they have the tr old, tr because the old train yard, they have the old trestle of one of the um, um, round round tables. 
there where it's um, Dragonwing sits. So it had a little theming there. <laughs> yeah, definitely from the original theme, they have. Uh, it's so different now. <laughs> it's so different. Like the there's a um, a mural of the original plans in the management office, and oh. it's it's of a way. It's it's actually a whale. Is what the original plans were. The eye would be the entry plaza, and then it would go around, and the the tail would be the twister, and the end of the like South Park. That that actually looked pretty cool, but it never really, never really looked like that at the end end yeah. product. But I I don't know. I feel like if the you know if the park really was supposed to open in two in two thousand, they rushed it, yeah. and it does sound like they rushed it, and that that I feel like that that's what ultimately killed Elitches is from the start. Is they didn't they, it was poor planning. You know, it was it was not, you know, thought out very well. And then the fact that they redeveloped everything else and all that stuff around it really kind of crippled them. And yeah, it, you know, it ran a good, a good course, a good twenty three years so far on its twenty fourth. But you know, I don't know. It's 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 kind of a scary thought, you know, for them. They they, they might lose Eliches forever, yeah. you know. And it's, 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 it's a scary thought, you know, Ilges, you know, might lose Ilges. But remember, too, there's also a lot of people working behind the scene trying to save Ilges. So, you know, people are like, oh, no, they're going to close the Ilges. Don't worry, folks. I say don't be don't be scared. Be concerned. But I don't feel the Ilges is closing. I think they're trying to get the future of the park. Maybe we'll move. Um, now, we don't know when it's going to move. But I'm gonna exhibit. Um, what was I say? I'm gonna predict. We'll start hearing more things, closer, closer. Maybe at the end of the season, we'll get more better details. What's going on by the end of the 20, 20, 20 season or twenty one season? That's what the aliens have been doing underground. They're building a, an underground <laughs> amusement park. Yeah, and where are they building in New Mexico? No, DIA. under DIA. Oh, <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Roller coasters too. <laughs> lizard, it's lizard land. It's lizard land. <laughs> That's what all the conspiracy is going on under DI. It's lizard people, and they have erected a scene theme park. Yeah, that's where it went. Oh no. Fun. <laughs> that's probably where Elitch has sold all of uh, all of uh, the the boneyard stuff too. Yeah, well, that's the parts of the going. They were just taking just apart, moving it. <laughs> putting it underground. That's no, no, Casey. Casey always Casey told uh, these guests one time I think they they asked her like what's the bus for you know that bus that runs around like the the service road she was like oh it's our secret underground ride that we have that you can only access by bus and some kids hella believed her and it's it's for the lizard people <laughs> it's for the lizard people <laughs> underground <laughs> yes <laughs> but no I I definitely hope. For the best, you know, for the park, I'd, that would be really devastating for Denver if they lost Elitches. Yeah, we'd have Lakeside, but there's nothing really special about Lakeside. Lakeside's more a local park. A Lakeside's a local park. Elitches was more of a world regional, class. Yeah, yeah, world class regional theme park. They, we definitely can have a a big big park here. I think at the end of the day that you're right, that our population demands a large theme park, and right now we're meeting the demand with three amusement parks, I think. Um, but if Elitches goes away, honestly, um, the, an entrepreneur is going to find a space and they are going to make a lot of money and 
doing what people want. Absolutely. That's going to be me. I'm going to be like, all right, well, uh, let me get my dispensary money and uh, I'm going to build a theme park over here. Like, screw you guys. But no, yeah, I've, I, I I think that as well. If Elitches were to, to bite the dust, it would definitely create a bigger demand because, you know, freaking Waterworld's not going to hold that demand. Like, it, they're going to be packed because a lot of people love the water park. And I think that's what they should at least leave. Is if they were to move Elitches, they should build up all those apartments, but they should at least leave the water park because that's a big attraction. That's a big money maker. People water park is maybe like the, um, the accelerator, you know, or the that. observation tower too. Yeah, the accelerator. Can actually, fix it so we can go up there. <laughs> the elevator's been stuck in the same position since uh, being at the middle of summer. <laughs> yeah, but the tower, any of the park with the towers, you know, we know how that goes. So, <laughs> I've like one park I've been to that their observation tower is actually running. Uh, I mean, I mean, consider Lake or Knott's Berry Farms tower. I rode that with caution after it got stuck with, and they had to get a fire rescue. That's not, that's not what Elitch's needs at this point. <laughs> no, but that is a moving operating tower. We have one with the, well, yeah. with the elevators that they have to call the elevator company every time it breaks. <laughs> well, and the Elitch Gardens evacuation plan is stairs, not not belaying down the tower. Yeah, I definitely wish I could right. climb up those stairs. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get off the tower. You know, put like a zip line down there. That would be cool. That would be kind of a cool little thing that you can have them zip line through the main street <laughs> and right. land at the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Hit the Ferris wheel. Like that guy was our Halloween guy with uh, the accelerator. Or the you know the, the sky coaster with the little target. Yeah. Like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you just gave me the best idea. This is how you improve the Ferris wheel. You disembark by zip lining from the top down to another part of the park. That'd be funny. <laughs> but the Ferris wheel be moving. <laughs> uh, I they <coughs> when they I definitely think they could have you know kept the sky ride maybe have used it some different way but if if they were to do anything now i think they should do remove the pavilions and build a coaster or something there because they only use the pavilions for a couple things like in all honesty they could just set up a bunch of picnic tables in the arena and just use that i mean yeah they're not going to have that very long but they it's still some space they can use to build something because a roller coaster is what's going to hold the attendance for the future it's not uh meow wolf interactive art ride like it's not gonna be or a star flyer like the star flyers yeah it's very fun but it's a very common ride you can ride it at a, at a carnival yeah. same with brain drain like the past two rides you can ride at a carnival but i definitely I don't but no um i think we're gonna end it here guys this is about an hour of our podcast but thank you guys for coming in um if any of you guys out there have any more questions about eliches you know, definitely hit us up. We'll definitely be talking more as the season gets going and see what rides are what rides are going and all the fun stuff. And we'll definitely be talking about some industry news probably next time because there's a lot going on that they're doing in the industry, um, like the RMC Guazi and Bush Gardens and all this cool stuff. But, yeah, well, thank you guys for tuning in and thank you guys for hanging out with me for an hour and talking. Well, until next time, see you guys later. Let me guys say bye. Bye. Bye.